Hello, sports fans, and welcome to another edition of Yesterday Sports on the Sports History Network. And make sure to check out sportshistorynetwork.com slash giveaways. I have two signed books I'm giving away. One is titled No Nonsense Old School Weight Training, and the other is Reliving 1970s Old School Football. It was opening night on November 1st, 1946. There was only one game on the schedule that night for the first game in a brand new professional basketball league. The league was organized by hockey men. These were NHL owners and NHL arena managers who got the notion that to organize a basketball league to fill in the open dates in their arenas would be a good thing, financially speaking. They did not need the new league to make a lot of money, but the teams definitely needed to be self-sufficient and the games needed to make a small profit on those nights when the arena previously sat empty. The place for this opening night game was Toronto, Ontario, Canada. The arena was the Maple Leafs Garden, where the legendary hockey team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, played their hockey games. The home team was the Toronto Huskies, and the visiting team was the New York Knickerbockers, known as the Knicks for short. The game started, and the Knicks scored the first basket of the game for a 2-0 lead in the new Basketball Association of America, or BAA. They were later to be known as the NBA. This is the story of the first basket, and this is Basketball History 101. This is Basketball History 101 with Rick Loiza. Welcome back to award-winning Basketball History 101 part of the Sports History Network. I am your host, Rick Loiza, and this is the podcast where we bring to life some of the forgotten stories from basketball history. We are bringing old-school basketball to a new-school audience. And today we bring you the story of the very first basket made in NBA history. As I mentioned in the opening, the very first game in NBA history was between the Toronto Huskies and the New York Knicks. There were no other games that night. The rest of the teams in the league would play their first games over the next two days. That was the beginning of the league that we now know as the National Basketball Association, or NBA. The league was originally called the Basketball Association of America, or BA but it is the same league that we still have today. At the time, nobody knew if this league would be a viable business enterprise. Those original owners knew that they had an uphill climb for this professional basketball league to be successful. Now, it was not like they were the first professional basketball league that came around. The BAA organized themselves mostly in cities in the northeastern part of the United States. There was already another professional league called the National Basketball League, or NBL, and it operated mostly out of Midwestern cities like Chicago, Fort Wayne, Sheboygan, Oshkosh, and Minneapolis. The NBL had already established control of the Midwest basketball market. They had teams like the Pistons, Royals, and Nationals. And a year later, the team called the Lakers would join the NBL. Again, the BAA had their work cut out for them. It was not just about proving that professional basketball could work, but actually trying to make some real money was the challenge. In the mid-1940s, basketball sat on the low rung on the American sports ladder. The most popular sports at the time were baseball, American football, and boxing. 
Even tennis and horse racing were more popular than basketball. Today, it would be like taking lacrosse, and by the way, this is no insult to lacrosse. I enjoy watching lacrosse. I love the fast-paced action of the game and the high scoring, but making basketball popular in the 1940s would be like taking today's PLL or Premier Lacrosse League and making it into the second most popular sport in America. Again, no offense intended, but that would be an incredibly difficult task. That is what the original owners of the BAA were up against, but they were taking a chance and rolling the dice that this league could make it. So with that very long introduction, I want to talk about the man who scored the very first basket in NBA history. His name was Oscar Benjamin Sheckman, or Ozzy for short. Ozzy Sheckman was 27 years old during that very first season. In fact, most of the players were older players. They were guys who had been playing professionally in other leagues and in other formats. But when the BAA was announced with 110 league-wide roster spots, many of those players jumped over from other leagues. Ozzy was six feet even in height, which was very short by today's standards, but back then it was only slightly below average. He was born on March 30th, 1919, and he played his college basketball at Long Island University for Hall of Fame coach Claire B. B was one of the very early innovators of basketball who built LIU into one of the powerhouse programs of the 1930s and 1940s. Ozzy was one of the stars of the LIU team when they won the national championship in 1939. He was later named an All-American in 1941, meaning that he was one of the top players in college that year. Ozzy started out his professional playing career with the Philadelphia Spas, which was a Jewish barnstorming basketball team. But for a time, the Spas were part of the American Basketball League and they won the league championship in 1942 and 1943. And I did an entire episode on the history of the Philadelphia Spas. You have to go all the way back to episode 31 if you want to check that out. However, one of the downsides of playing for a barnstorming team is that you were constantly on the road playing around 150 games per year. It was a grueling schedule and very hard on the body. And no wonder that most of those barnstorming players retired by the time they turned 30 years old, their legs were worn out. So Ozzy jumped at the chance to play in a proper league with fewer games and an actual home arena where he could play half of his games in his hometown and sleep in his own bed afterwards. And the home arena was amazing. The Knicks played at the world famous Madison Square Garden. Well, this is a good place to take a break and I'll be right back with more on Ozzy Sheckman. This podcast is part of the Sports History Network, your headquarters for the yesteryear of your favorite sport. You can learn more at sportshistorynetwork.com. At the Sports History Network, we're all about sports yesteryear, and so we're so pleased to introduce you to Row One, an online memorabilia gallery and shop that brings your sports history to life anywhere. The Row One Gallery includes over 5,200 gorgeously reproduced prints of team posters, game program covers, game tickets, advertisements, and more in baseball, pro and college football, pro and college basketball, and more. And any gallery item may be printed in a variety of sizes on wood, metal, canvas, acrylic, or poster paper. And in Row One Shop, check out the thousands more of you unique items with a retro and historical designs dating back to 1876 including t-shirts long sleeve shirts phone cases mugs blankets pillows towels and even shower curtains go to sportshistorynetwork.com row number one for access to the full row one catalog and for gallery prints and gift items plus get a 15 percent discount off all prints on the row one pictorum gallery with coupon code shn15 follow the link on the show notes 
Welcome back to the show and let us continue with the story of Ozzie Sheckman, the man who scored the very first basket in NBA history. So who exactly was Ozzie Sheckman? He was born to two Jewish parents who had come to the United States from Russia in a way of escaping the Bolshevik revolution that was going on back in the motherland. Back in Russia, it was not a good thing to be wealthy or Jewish when the revolution started. The Sheckmans basically escaped to the United States to save their own lives. As I mentioned before the break, Ozzie played for Long Island University and then the Philadelphia Spots. He jumped to the Knicks for the very first season of the new league. In addition to scoring the very first basket in the very first game in NBA history, he went on to score a total of 11 points that night, along with 14 points by teammate Leo Gottlieb. The Knicks were able to win the first game in league history over the Huskies by a score of 68 to 66. It was a close one. Ozzy finished the season averaging 8 points per game for 54 games that season. He suffered an internal injury near the end of the season and only played for that one year with the Knicks. After his one year, he jumped over to the Patterson Crescents of the ABL, where he had come from when he joined the Knicks. After one year with the Crescents, he retired from basketball altogether, and he ended up living a relatively normal life. I mean, it was not like NBA money was enough to retire on back then. Most players were paid only $5,000 for that entire first season. Now that is the equivalent of $74,000 in 2023. It was a decent salary for sure, but nowhere near enough to retire on. He was named to several Hall of Fames for his career at LIU and for scoring the first NBA basket. In 1998, he was inducted into the National Jewish Sports Hall of Fame. He was also enshrined in the Long Island University Athletics Hall of Fame in 2001. And being a kid from Brooklyn, he was named to the New York City Basketball Hall of Fame. Unfortunately, he was not enshrined into the Naismith Basketball Hall of Fame. And he was even the subject of a documentary called The First Basket. He retired to Florida where he became friendly with Bob Cousy, who had a winter home there. Sadly, he passed away in 2013 at the age of 94. While he was not the greatest basketball player to lace them up in the NBA, not by a long shot, you can never take away the honor of being the guy to score the first basket in this new basketball league that is now this multi-billion dollar basketball empire that attracts the best players from all over the world into one league. In a way, he literally started the league by scoring the first couple of points. So, hats off to Ozzie Sheckman, the man who scored the first basket in NBA history. Join us next time when we share the story of a study that tried to prove the idea of having a hot hand in basketball. When it seems like a player can't miss, is he really having a hot night? Or is it just a statistical anomaly? That's next time on Basketball History 101, part of the Sports History Network, the headquarters of Sports Yesteryear. Go to sportshistorynetwork.com to find out more about this and other sports history podcasts. If you like what you hear, please hit that subscribe button wherever you get your podcasts. And check out our page on Facebook. It's called Basketball History 101 Podcast. There, you will find shorter historical posts as well as comments and discussion starters on today's game. I'll also announce there when new episodes come out. I want to thank my producer and editor, Jacob Loiza. Join us each week as we continue to mine the history of basketball for more great stories in the past. Take care and see you soon.